0: Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: See the frustration. We've been watching that all night long with Hurts. Goddard's frustrated. Yeah, we've, we've been watching that for six or seven weeks. It's It's been continuous. You know, it's a, it's a defeated team, and they were when they came in. And there's been no life to this group really throughout the entire ball game
2: It hurts even worse when it's Troy Aikman saying it. You know why? Because he's right. He was right about what he saw last night. Welcome back Midday Show, Hugh Douglas Show Gilio. I've never heard announcers talk about a playoff team like that last night. Typically, you know, there's a positive story to it. You made yeah. the playoffs. They they destroyed the Eagles last night as they should. Didn't pull any punches. And at the end, when it was over, here's Troy Aikman describe the future of the Eagles and what should and shouldn't be.
1: Well, I make sense of it just because we witnessed it for the last six weeks of the season. You know, and every time it looked like they were getting ready to play an opponent or in a position to maybe turn their season back around, you know, they end up losing the number two seed and then they lose another game. And then they came into this one and saying, hey, everything is still out in front of us. And, you know, I, I know there's a difference between what players and coaches say, and what they feel. And they said all the right things, but you could tell they weren't feeling it. And it was obvious when they came out here and took the field. So what happens then is you've got to re-energize a fan base, and to do that, typically there's got to be changes. What changes will that be? I I don't know. Will it be Nick Sirianni? I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if it is, knowing Jeffrey Lurie and and his background and what he's done in the past. But you cannot go into next season uh, status quo.
2: Well, I think we all agree with that last part. That there's no way that this the whole thing that's run back next year with all the coaches. That, that's an obvious one there by Troy Aikman. But, Hugh, he, he said something interesting there. You, you need to re-energize a fan base. And I don't think owners should make decisions based on how we're feeling on WIP or a WIP poll that 82% of our audience today says C.R. should be out. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles have an issue. I mean, they have an issue because a lot of this fan base is out on the coach and they gotta they gotta either repair the image or <laughs> or they gotta get a new coach because th- this is it's as down as I've I've felt this city about the state of the Eagles in three plus years. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's tough, and and you have to realize
3: that. That's why I feel like this is not going to be a knee jerk reaction. Now, everything that you're talking about, I don't think it's off the table. Now, the coach is going to be a conversation, no question about that. Now, how that plays out. That remains to be seen. But like I've been saying forever, I, I think that there's an a, a issue in the locker room that regardless to who's here, who's coaching this team, needs to be resolved. I've been saying this for weeks, Joe, and I, and I said it tongue-in-cheek, and I was being funny, that somebody needs there needs to be a, a slapping across the lips moment that needs to happen in the locker room, and there needs to be some tough conversations that need to be had. I don't think that they've been had, and I think that they need to be had. And I don't know who that's with. It feels like it might be the quarterback because of what's being said after, the, after this loss. So if that's the case, there needs to be somebody that can say what they need to say to the quarterback about how, however he's acting. And he's able to receive that and try to be better. I'm not asking Jalen. And I don't expect Jalen to come out next year and be a rah-rah kind of guy. But there are certain things that he can do that can let his teammates know that, that he's in lockstep with.
2: Yeah, and they can also get a new coach that he respects. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. Like, maybe that's part of the issue, that he's so lost you're respect. on that, like, see but Oh, that- yeah, I, I, maybe, I think part of the issue this year is Jalen Hurts and the team lost belief that the head coach knew what he was doing. I really believe that was a big issue. You get a Bill Belichick or a Jim Harbaugh in here, number one, he'll respect them. And number two, guess what? If he doesn't respect them, it, he'll be in trouble. You like he, This guy played for Nick Saban. That, this, I, right. I, that's why I think some of these guys roll their eyes at Sirianni. Like, a guy that, if you played for Nick Saban in college, to play for Nick Sirianni, you must be like, oh, come on. Come on, dude. I, I will say this to that. <laughs>
3: uh, Nick Saban is a god in college football. He ain't no god at the pro level. And this is where we coach him. Like, I remember. No, no when, I'm uh, not saying
2: I want Saban. No, no, I know what you're yeah. saying.
3: There's a respect. level. There was the same respect level that was for Spurrier. But when he came and was coaching for the skins, everybody like man. Nobody care about the. No, that, I understand
2: man. that. But if you get someone that the, the players respect. No, I, I know what yeah. you're saying,
3: but it's like it's it's a different level. The point I was was making is a different level. Uh, I, I need to find out what's going on with my
2: quarterback. And that's what I need to find out first and foremost. See, but I, I think I'm with you that they need to figure out the Hurts thing, but that's not order or operations. They got to make a decision on the coach because the coaching scenario is going on right now. Like, Jalen's not no, going anywhere. No, you, you're looking for a coach. You, you're trying to strike right you as to? Yeah, of course. These guys are going to be gobbled up in the next two weeks. I, 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 think, I want a coaching start, a search started hours ago. See, this is where I think – this is what I think is going on. I think
3: that the problem – has been, like, there's a problem with the coaches, and there's a lot of guys that, that they're not going to survive this. No question about that. They're not going to survive this. But there's a locker room issue that they have to figure out how, how to correct. And that, that's the biggest thing. There was a lot of, like, you have to look at the side stories, and you have to read kind of between the lines. There was a whole lot of conversation that was had before the game with the quarterback and the, and the and the offensive coordinator and the quarterback and the coach again, which might not seem like a whole lot. But they were – it feels to me they were trying to figure out where their quarterback's head was.
2: Yeah, and I think the quarterback doesn't think they know what they're doing. He probably, and if that's the case,
3: then they need to get an offensive coordinator in here that's going to get the quarterback – and move him in the right direction.
2: Yeah, or a coach that will do it. Because <laughs> I, I, I just well, because be. it's his offense. I, I find it hard to wrap my mind around the idea of new coordinators and Nick stays. It's, it's actually the worst option for me, because what is his purpose here? That, like I keep coming back to: if it's not his offense, if he doesn't call the plays, if they don't respect him, if they he doesn't motivate them. What exactly do you do here? He's 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 the, the he's the leader. Of, he's the leader of the team. But the, the thing
3: fell apart he, he, under him. I think you say fall apart, and and again, I say this with all respect, do because I don't know exactly what is going on in that locker Watch room. Why just results? But no, the results no, I'm about to tell you what. I, no, no, I think I think it's more undermining. Than, than falling
2: apart. Uh, let me throw this at you because I, I think you may be right on this. It, This reminds me of, and we've kind of hinted at this last few years, how powerful football players are becoming close, yes. closer to guaranteed contracts. Yes. You know what this reminds me of? When an NBA team wants pushes the coach out, and and and, and I, who wins that?
3: The, the players. The players.
2: I don't know this. To and please
3: listen to what I'm saying, people, because we are real being real knee jerky today, and I don't need y'all sliding off my
2: DMs talking crazy to me because I'm gonna talk crazy. Before to you say it though, <laughs> I don't believe firing Nick Sirianni is knee jerky at all. He just had, he oversaw one of the biggest collapses in Philadelphia I, I, sports I, history. I, I think
3: it is to a certain extent, Joe. Where there's a lot about this story we don't know about.
2: But, but I th- all I have is bottom line. That, you yeah. lost six of seven to end the season. But how? You,
3: but but no no. I thought you meant you lost. I thought you no, about no. To say how he you lost the six of seven. Room. Like this, this is true.
2: Six of seven. There was a di-
3: but there's a disconnect with the coach and the team. But, to your point. So
2: that's why I'm pulling to the plug. I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm pulling the plug and starting. But who's new. to
3: say? Who's to say if this safe? If it's, if it's if it's an individual, and he's a cancer.
2: Who's to say that this individual is not going to undermine the next guy? Then he's gone next. I got to I got to move you gotta one figure thing at out. a time. One thing at a time. And I I don't – look, I, I don't know. We don't know. And we may – maybe we were duped by, by Hertz. Maybe that theory is, is right. I think the bigger issue is he and the team has lost trust in the coach. And I, I have too. Let's talk to Derek in Paoli. What's up, Derek? What's up,
4: Joe? You, you, yeah, hey, I, I can, I agree with you. This is I want to talk to Hugh about this because I, he's a former defensive player. So no one's really talked about how when you change coordinators, right, in the middle of the year, and the Eagles' defense this year, it wasn't the greatest, right? Mm-hmm. But I felt like a lot of games, like the Washington game, when we scored too quick, right? Mm hmm. And then we ended up, the Eagles defense, we always figured out a way to get a good stop, right? To kind of, like, close the game out. The Dallas game, Dak stepping out, they kicked them off. Like, the defense, we always thought they was going to make that one stop, right? And then after we lost to San Fran and lost to Dallas, in Dallas, it was like, we're going to change coordinators. And, Hugh, and, you know, if you're in that locker room, right, and they just say, oh, we just lost two in a row, our first thought is to change coordinators. How are you going about that? as one of the leaders on the defense or a starter on the defense, like, man, we've been out here busting our tail, saving the offense. The offense fumbled the ball three times, and they dropped the balls, and
3: they want to get rid of our coordinator. Like, how are you handling that? Yeah, right? but, see, a, but see, Derek, as, I as think defense. Derek, I think you're looking at it the wrong way because you're looking at it as an individual. We don't do that. Uh, and I know that's probably hard to believe, but when we're in it, we're in it together. And and the thing that we're we're not talking about what offense is doing, this and that, in the third. It might be thought. It's never going to be spoken. We're looking at, like, so why why are you changing the defensive coordinator? What did he do wrong? Like, that that's the thought process. It's not about saving the offense or anything like that. I've been on many a teams where the offense was – when I first got here, our offense was trash. It was really trash. Was trash. I mean, the quarterback
2: play in that year was so and bad. nobody – So bad. And
3: we never could play. We never could play. We just never could play. But so let me ask you this. Because I, I, this what really got me – like, the thing where hurt hurts, I'm
4: going to let like, – Hurts is a $250, $50 million man. Like, I I think that, yeah, he definitely has to play better. And I never really looked at Hurts as a top-five guy anyway. But the Eagles thought that he was, and they paid him his money and stuff like that. So I just feel like once he – Hurts is going to have to have some type of knee surgery and all that, because I feel like he was definitely banged up in that kind of hurt. Yeah, Derek, before you make
2: your point, I don't know if you heard it last night. It was first quarter, kind of early in the game – Aikman did kind of allude to the idea that he wouldn't be surprised if if we hear about something more major with that knee soon, and and, and that tells me that's that's happening, that he's probably headed for knee surgery.
4: You you know what you know what really stuck out to me through all this because I'm I, I call I call it a lot, I listen every single day, and I always try to give like the players the benefit of the doubt because they're in a tough position. But I feel like AJ Brown was he at the game last night?
3: Probably
2: wasn't. I didn't see him, Derek. Now He may have been there and I didn't see him, but I didn't see him.
4: Like, when I saw T.J. Watt, like, T.J. Watt, like, he had the same knee injury that A.J. That, uh, Brown had. You know what I'm saying? And they're in three feet of snow in Pittsburgh, and he's out there with a headset on, coaching up his undermanned team who's never won a game without him. And A.J. Brown is in Atlantic City signing autographs yesterday. He's doing whatever he was doing, whatever. That just was like, damn, all this stuff they're saying about A.J. Brown, like, I feel like the disconnect, it might be a lot to do with him. I don't know. I just felt like, man, how are you not at the last playoff game after when the camera was on you last week when you got hurt? You were in the locker room giving out all these three handshakes, and then you just don't come to potentially the last game of the Yeah, team. so Derek, like, it's, it's, over it is interesting. Up, yeah, it's a Derek. It's an interesting point.
2: And Derek, man, we appreciate it. Every team has different policies on this. You, I don't know what it was like when you played in terms of the Eagles or anywhere else. Not every team brings their injured players on the road. No, it's
3: a different policy for each team.
2: Yeah, so, now, but did, one of did those you notice him? I didn't notice A.J. last night. I didn't
3: night. notice him. I didn't know. I didn't notice It him. doesn't
2: mean he wasn't there. He also, sometimes uh, I notice, Hugh, they'll put the players that are injured in a box, right? They'll be up top. They'll be there, but not standing on the sideline. So, that's, I, I we got to be fair on this. I don't know. He may have been in Tampa last He I, may have been. I don't know. I, I'll text Howard ask him and actually see if he knows the answer to this. I don't know if he was there. I just know I didn't see him on TV.
3: No, he may have been there. And and a lot of times, if it's a travel game, some people say, hey. Stay home. You know, stay at home. Yeah. I, but I will say this. A, a player of A.J.'s caliber, if he wanted to go, he could have went. He could have went. You know, I can't see, like, in a playoff game, you know, him not – him not going unless he just said, you know, I, they, I, they gave him a choice, and he said, no, I don't want to
2: go. Yeah, now in a world of optics, it doesn't look great. I, mean, I understand, No, it's not the best look. Yeah, the point that our callers make and the fact that uh, the camera did have T.J. Watt there and on the Pittsburgh sideline yesterday, um, you know, out there with his team and all that. Every team does it a little bit differently. Like, So I, I'm not going to bury A.J. for not being there until we find out that maybe he chose not to be there or whatever. Michelle in Westchester. What's up, Michelle?
5: Hey, how are you? Hi, guys. How you doing? Going Michelle,
2: on. we're trying to figure this thing out. Ugly, ugly loss last night.
5: <laughs> well, love your show. First time caller. Uh, I'm actually on my way back from North Carolina. Uh, my husband uh, put in his earphones because he's tired of me bending his ear. So I'm calling you. So this is, <laughs> this is the way I feel it is. It's, we love the Eagles. We actually went to the Super Bowl last year. We thought this was our year to go again and win based off of the talent and the coaching. But this is what I think. It's a business. And, I mean, do you see what the players get paid and what the season ticket holders pay? So if you think of it, this is how I think of it. As a corporate, if you were going to go into your boss for six, seven weeks in a row, and when he says, how'd you lose this account? Why'd you lose this account? And you say, oh, I'm bad. That one's on me. And then week two comes, and week three, and four and five. Eventually, he's going to tell you, you're done. You're fired. Take your crappy sales associates with you because you're done. Because it's all about production and it's not about what you've done in the past, it's what you're doing for me now. And Sirianni, as far as I'm concerned, needs to go and he needs to probably take a few of them with him um, because I can't, I, I actually can't listen to him anymore. I was so relieved that the game was over last night because uh, I couldn't take week after week of listening to the same excuses or reasons, and even feeling. I mean, it hurt me to hear him speak after every game. It was... It was heartbreaking. Yeah,
2: Michelle, I agree. Um, and, I, and I think you, you're spot on the way you, you kind of laid it out. I mean, if every week it's the same thing, if I'm in charge, I'm going to say, well, do you have – can you fix it? Because you haven't already. What gives me the confidence you could fix it? And, Michelle, that's why when I hear about his resume, it just it goes in one ear out the other for me. I, for me, it's it, – are you the right person to fix this next season? And, Michelle, I don't think he is right now. No.
5: I don't, I don't think anybody would want him, to. I mean, it's for – I mean, I hear uh, – uh, fan after fan say he's a puppet. He's a puppet. He's a puppet. He doesn't. He He's no asset to the team, and again, that's what is so painful because I thought this was the year. I mean, a lot of people thought this was going to be the year we would go again. And, um, you know, you don't hire a person. I mean, business wise, you hire a person based off of experience. And by experience in football, I don't mean that they've coached before. I mean, I actually feel that they've played the game. They know what it takes. They know the players. They're not soft. They don't want to be their best friend. They need to be respected and maybe a little bit like afraid of, you know, because they don't know from day to day what he's going to do or what he's going to say. And um, you know, I mean, I I don't know who the next coach should be. I'm, I'm, I'm not that much of a expert in football or knowledgeable in football, but um, I know it's not him.
2: Yeah, that you know what? I love that last line there. I, I don't know who it should be. I just know it's not that guy. Michelle, <laughs> we appreciate the phone call. I mean, you know, the greatest coach of all time is is currently available, taking interviews with the Atlanta Falcons if we want to. Well, and Andy's available? Uh, Well, one of. Well, we fired that great coach. Maybe we can get another one in here.
6: We'll bring him back, maybe. Bro, well, y'all, wow, man. Now
2: y'all that's wild. the take. Go trade for Andy. If Andy's leaving
6: Kansas City?
2: I bring him back in a heartbeat, of course. Uh, like
6: we've pretty much just been living in his shadow since he left and trying to replace him. He's out there. Listen, now Yo, you, wow. you
2: got to get me update the big board here if we're going to do that. Yo, <laughs> put him wow. right at number one. Oh, let's go. He's leaving Mahomes for this? <laughs> no,
6: <laughs> the was, city will melt.
2: Well, I, I like how Michelle sets in about you know not knowing what the coach is going to do each day, maybe having a little fear. You know, there was a book about Belichick a couple of years ago. It's called, It was called. It's better to be feared. About Bill Belichick. So just
6: quickly before wait, we... So wait, hold on. Because Doug wrote Fearless, right? Yes, and, and uh, Bill him, wrote... Well, it wasn't in.
2: the Bill Belichick. <laughs> like, he didn't write it. Someone wrote it about tells him. You all
6: I, tells me all I need to know.
2: It's better to be feared. So am I of our show, am I the only one in on Belichick? Yes. So you're out on Belichick. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing you don't want the best coach of all I, time.
3: Coach Belichick, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for. Wouldn't mind seeing him and give him a big old hug, but he's a little bit older. I, I, I'm more concerned about somebody that's going to be able to connect to these young players.
6: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: And they laughed at him.
3: Big <clears throat> uh, like, see, this is what you can't do, Joe. Like... Nick Sirianni, we went to the playoffs three years in a row with Coach Sirianni. It it went south. Now I get that. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I don't. <laughs> Y'all, I, mean, I don't. What <laughs> <tell laughs> I tell you, this is a tough crowd. I need to. I you can't be knee jerky in this yes, situation.
2: Yes, I can. No, you can't. Hold on, oh, hold on a second. Boy. Firing a coach, losing six out of seven, and that's getting a blown look. out of playoff that's not knee jerky. I need to.
3: I need to find out. Like we we just had we just had uh, stories where they were talking about how. Mr. Lurie just started coming down a couple weeks ago, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, I need it takes a while to do an investigation. No, no, we don't have time. The (laughs) head coaching market's moving. I don't really buy
6: that. Like Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman are closer to the situation than anybody. Like anybody, we can speculate on the air. They're in the building. They know know the answers to whether Sirianni has a hold of this locker room or not. If he doesn't, he's got to go, dude. But see, this is the problem
3: that I don't think y'all really grasping. (laughs) Y'all, y'all want to fire the coach, and you know that means we're starting from zero yes. because the. And oh, you're huh, okay with we that? We do very. Wait, you, the last two times we, we did, do we very, went to the Super Bowl in the second year. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs>
6: but
3: that
2: mean we're not going next year. No, that's not true. The the Bucks moved on to to uh, Gruden and won Rudy. the Super Bowl. Yeah, this the, is a the different Broncos situation. The Broncos moved on from Fox and to Kubiak and won need, the Super we Bowl. We need before we start
3: making these knee jerk reactions, we need to find out exactly what's going on, people. Oh, uh, I
6: I I'm I gonna answer that
3: for I'd you. I'd love to. Go ahead. The you head coach is a freaking bozo, dude. <laughs> you know what, man? You you two guys right here have gotten ridiculous. <laughs> what do you and mean? I, no, it's just gotten ba- it went from bad to worse. Dude, what How was it? You so last night was ridiculous, you, you, you know, dude. You know, Come what, on. You know what you are trying to do right now? You just want somebody new for the sake of having no, somebody. No, I want a Y'all, better coach. You know what you did? You looked at the list of all these names and you just got excited. I'm it's like make, a kid on Christmas I, I too. I'm going
2: to make a prediction. Ready for this? This is a prediction for you. I'm listening. If Sirianni loses this job, he will never be a head coach in the NFL I again. I don't believe it. Never again. There's no way he gets one in this cycle. Well, I, no, no. He, he'll never be a coach again. You
3: know what? I don't know. Because you know why? Because I, I will say that there are – he's probably burned a few bridges. Yeah, he's ex- burned a few bridges. Screaming okay. at fans, yelling
6: at uh, the Colts was, owner. Somebody
3: like, threw popcorn ooh. at him at the game yeah. last <laughs> well, night, that, was Those right. are the fans. We yeah, were flowers on, a couple of years yeah. ago. That was really.
6: Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm not into that.
3: Yeah, you. You know what? This this might be a heel that I might might die on because you're, I love like it, you're, man. You're, <laughs> got a Nick long Sirianni guy. Of your money. This might be a heel that that I might die on, but. You, ha- you can't be knee jerky in
2: this. And n- you have to Dude, find out is, everything. This is where we disagree. This, wanting to fire a coach that oversaw a collapse of this magnitude is not knee jerky. This is
3: a hell of a collapse.
2: It's
6: not knee jerky. <laughs> I'm not. so I, I can't. Knee jerky is done <laughs> hey, when it's like a month's this, worth of, of information.
3: This here. is a hell of a collapse. And yeah. not only that, like, Coach Sirioti, go, go. I wish we could do like a time lapse of like his first press conference. To his last, he's aged like a
2: U.S. president.
3: Well, you, he, know, you remember when Obama came in office and he had yeah. gray hair, and when he left, he looked like he's about eighty. About
2: the same thing. Same thing happened to Bush. I mean, they all of them. And then you go into office, you come out, you look weathered. You look. It happened to Brett Brown. What they, they say, road hard
3: and
6: put yeah. up wet. It
2: happened to Brett Brown here. It happened. Joe Girardi. I mean, that guy aged like ten years in two. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. we will get to everyone's phone calls here. Should Sirianni be out? Your reaction to the ending of the Eagles season? Plus, in honor of the news, of the reports of a legend retiring today, we'll relive with you the most iconic moment of J.C. Kelsey's career and maybe and probably the most iconic sports moment in the history of this city. We'll have some fun with that. Your phone calls. It is the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP.